Hey friends, episode 19 of the Backseat View. Thank you for tuning in, liking, and subscribing if you've done any of that. Um, no, nothing really for the introduction other than the fact that there will be a very special guest for episode 20 of the Backseat View. That is the next episode. This is 19, and the number that follows in terms of whole numbers is the number 20. So, uh, look forward to that if you're looking for some actual human interaction. My favorite episode so far is the one episode where I've had a guest, which was episode 10. And honestly, I could go on forever when I'm speaking to somebody. Uh, this is a lot more, I don't want to say difficult, but I have to kind of ramble, force myself to ramble. So there's not just like a ton of dead space in certain areas. Uh, so let's jump right into the topics. The first topic... Uh, nobody listening to this might know what this is about but allow me to explain i would try my best all right william leonard pickard has been released from a double life sentence uh william leonard pickard is somebody who at one point was responsible for 90 percent of the united states i believe i don't think it was worldwide but the united states entire supply and production of lysergic acid diethylamide and no i didn't say that all the way through just to sound smart it just kind of came to me that is lsd a psychedelic psychoactive substance now i haven't really touched on the whole world and culture of psychedelia yet um i like to think i'm pretty in tune with it uh in in terms of how f familiarity uh but I feel it's for a further episode to really dive deep into that. Uh, if you're somebody who hears psychedelics or psychedelic drugs or just drugs in general, and you have this negative perspective of it, I just ask you to uh, please do your research. I encourage anybody to ask questions and and look into whatever uh, you aren't really certain about because there are a lot of negative stigmas uh, stigmas surrounding these topics. And uh, I feel like um, a lot of people would really have a better perspective on the subject if they actually took the time to look into it a little bit even, you know. Um, there's great results from this in terms of the psychiatric field and whatnot, but I'll go into the details of that in a later show at another moment. Um, now, Pickard for being one of these the largest distributors distributors and manufacturers of the substance which was at one point uh by richard nixon's administration completely swept into the category of schedule one substances meaning there's uh i believe it's uh no potential medical use and high risk for addiction which uh anybody again if you look into the science and data behind these substances you would know immediately that it definitely doesn't belong under schedule one um definitely has medical use definitely not addictive in fact it's anti-addictive but again let's not get into that now uh pickard the reason he's being released from this double life sentence is it's for uh several reasons were looked at um his age he's about 74 i believe right now his deteriorating health and of course the covid 19 coronavirus 
pandemic that we are currently still in <laughs> and we probably still are going to be in for quite some time. Um, on top of these factors, they also looked at the fact that he had a positive role in writing about the fentanyl epidemic. If you're unfamiliar with the fentanyl epidemic, I encourage you to look into that a little bit. Fentanyl is is a very dangerous drug that I believe it began in China. <laughs> fuck China. All right. Sorry, China. Uh, but fuck you. Uh, China started lacing a lot of a lot of uh, drugs that they were sending over here to America and other places in the world with fentanyl, I believe is is the gist. But essentially a lot of deaths happening from drug ODs are happening because of fentanyl. We could still have um, we, we, we could have a lot more lives right now um, than we would if it wasn't for fentanyl to put it put it short. All right. Uh, the the people who are dying from it are usually are they are abusing other drugs, uh, but it'll be laced with fentanyl, which is you know very dangerous, and they'll they'll die. They'll die. They'll overdose a lot quicker, or they'll be overwhelmed by it more than they would be anticipating from whatever it is they think they're taking. Um. Now, he actually wrote about the fentanyl epidemic. He warned about it 20 years prior to it becoming a relatively known problem here in the United States. So that's, it's pretty impressive how he, he was sort of anticipating that, and he took the initiative to write about that. So this was definitely took into taken into consideration um, when they were looking to release him or looking at this case for releasing him. Now, uh, they, from what I understood from the court case, they really didn't think his age, his health, or the fentanyl epidemic was really enough to pardon him. Uh, but the COVID-19 epidemic, a, a pandemic apparently was. So he was pretty much um, released, or he is to be released, with that being the main contributing factor. He's not seen as a potential threat to society at this point so they're just like fuck it dude let's, let's get him out of here let him live whatever uh he has left in his life so I, I wonder what he's gonna have to say i'm sure he's gonna have a lot of people wanting to interview him or 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 get involved with him or get him involved in what they're working on in terms of the psychedelic wave that's currently going on right now so that that's sh that should be interesting all right. Um, speaking of the COVID-19 pandemic, um, so as many of you may know by now, there's a lot of people who are really not fucking with the fact that they got to wear a mask. So this doctor in the United Kingdom ran 22 miles with a, fist, uh, with a face mask. I believe he ran to work 22 miles and back. What a legend. Um, to help spread or to help stop spread the misinformation and conspiracy theories around face coverings and to raise funds for charity. He didn't raise that much for charity, but he definitely got a lot of attention with doing this run. He recorded that his oxygens his oxygen levels never fell below ninety eight percent of what it should be. 
Uh, now, I believe, I, I read through this before the show because I'm I'm a good host and a professional podcast host. Now, he, uh, he did this to show people who have... Um, who had these breathing problems because that was one of the arguments being made even though that'd been uh debunked long ago he felt the need to really show it by running 22 miles and uh and show using his pulse oximeter um which is a device used to monitor the amount of oxygen carried around the body uh and and he he showed that it really doesn't take that massive of a dip and People can feel safe wearing their face mask. Now, uh, he, he also mentions here there are a lot of people out there who just don't want to wear a mask and will find any excuse that they can. But the people I'm more concerned about are people with respiratory illnesses who would like to wear a mask, would like to do their bit, but are scared because there have been reports that it causes hypoxia, a condition where their body is deprived of oxygen. I've seen some reports about people dropping dead while wearing masks. I'm someone who understands the science. So, you know, he decided to do this and, you know, kill it and show everybody that you should be wearing a mask and that you can and that you don't have to worry about dropping dead or or. I don't know, like suffering from an asthma attack, I guess. So yeah, wear your mask, people, if you're in public, man. If you're in a very, especially if you're in a densely populated place, like why wouldn't you? You you just look like a dickhead. You should do it at least just to not be embarrassed. Now, um, speaking of, man, I'm really bad at transition. Let's just move on. <laughs> the next topic I have is uh, Trump. Trump signed an executive order to lower prescription drug costs now you know i i try to be fair i i i knock trump a lot here i i try to stay objective when i knock him like when he does something stupid i mean when anybody does something stupid i'd be like listen man it's pretty stupid but when he does something good he you know you can't knock it you got to give him props and and kind of a lot of people won't agree with me, but you should kind of thank him and be grateful that he did something good. All right. So, and that's not to say that Trump's never done anything good in the past. It, he, he's a very controversial figure. And, you know, that's, that's just, just, you get a lot of hate when you are somebody like him. So let, let's read down this order for anybody listening or somebody too lazy to, to read it off the screen. So the first order, there's four orders. The first one is uh, to require federal community health centers to pass discounts they receive on insulin and EpiPens directly to patients. Order number two is to allow states, pharmacies, and wholesalers to import drugs from Canada where they typically cost less than in the U.S. This That's big. I've heard of a lot of people who, who had to somehow find a way to get their drugs from Canada because it is a lot cheaper than here in the U.S. And it's good to see that they're now allowing pharmacies and wholesalers to import them directly. So, you know, people from here don't don't have to worry about that. Now, uh, order three, prevent pharmacy benefit managers who Trump called middlemen from pocketing massive discounts. That's, uh, yeah, that's... That's good. <laughs> I don't know why I feel like I, I got to throw in some comment on at the end of this. 
Now, this is the fourth order. He's withholding this order until August 24 to give the pharmaceutical industry some time to create their own way to reduce drug prices. The order four is uh, it would permit Medicare to implement an international buying index so they can buy drugs at the same price other countries typically pay for them. Now, again, um, you know, let, let's be real. When when e- Even when somebody you hate... it. does something good they they deserve props all right you want to encourage good behavior you don't want to discourage it just because you dislike the person and you know here this this seems like it was done hopefully with (laughs) with good intention um it it hopefully will have a good outcome regardless of what the intention was so that's that's always good to see and hear now next up we got Grimes and Elon with the public drama. I don't even get this. I like this tweet. It said, Kim and Kanye and Elon and Grimes are really out here competing for who can have the worst Twitter divorce possible. This seems like straight facts. Now, Elon Musk, he tweeted this out. He he said, pronouns suck. All right. He's entitled to his opinion, and uh, I really have no comment on that. And Grimes, his wife... Uh, replies to it, which is very surprising. You'd normally think somebody, uh, two people of this status um, and just with this large of a following and and that are literally married would handle this behind the scenes. But uh, Grimes decided to reply to the tweet publicly saying, I love you. Please turn off your phone or give me a call. I cannot support hate. Please stop this. I know this isn't in your heart. And um, soon after, she deleted this tweet. So I, we, we really don't know the outcome of this, but I believe the Elon tweet is still up. I don't know if it was sarcasm or, or what it was. Elon, Elon trolls on his Twitter, so I, I really think uh, a lot of what he says on there should be taken with a grain of salt and people shouldn't get so butthurt about what they say i mean i get that they they have a massive amount of influence but if someone is really influenced easily enough to the point where they see elon musk tweet pronouns suck and they're like oh yeah pronouns do suck because elon musk said it then you know you, you that person's attention really didn't matter yet to begin with so really just just don't get too worked up about this but this is a this is an interesting thing to see i don't really like to report on drama but or commentate on drama get out of here you you moth god stop ruining my show my that's my job all right so now Megan Thee Stallion, I, uh, I touched on this, uh, I believe it was either the last episode or the one before. Jesus. Vulture, what magazine? Vulture? Why did they pick this picture? She she, she has so many great pictures, and they use this, this really bad picture of her. That's This seems almost intentional whenever I see, uh, you know, publication platforms do this. Like, what the fuck? She has so many gorgeous pictures, and then they use this one. All right, whatever. Now, so what happened last time was there was some kind of incident. There was a video from TMZ. Uh, People were saying she got shot in the foot. Uh, She was put in the hospital. Tori Lanez was uh, allegedly with her 
a lot of people are saying Tory Lanez was the one who shot her because soon after she got shot, he he was uh he was arrested for possession of a firearm. It was a big mess, and there really wasn't any clear narrative. And uh, she decided, uh, oh, this was just today, actually, on her Instagram Live. She decided to uh, answer some questions from this. So she 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 claimed that she was shot in each foot. She said she was shot in each foot, but it didn't hit any bone or tendons. She said it missed everything, but the motherfuckers was in there. And that that's kind of... How do you get shot in the foot and you don't hit any tendons or that's impressive. Um, so she said she's alive and well and she's strong as fuck, but she's still processing. Uh, it was like just the worst experience of my life. And it's not funny. There's nothing to joke about. There was nothing funny for y'all to start going and making up fake stories about it. I didn't put my hands on nobody. I didn't deserve to get shot. I didn't do shit. So she's really defending her case here. And um, it also says here, Megan also addressed the online speculation around her shooting, which took off after sources claimed rapper Tory Lane shot her and the Los Angeles Police Department opened an investigation into Lane's. Now, uh, this is something I touched on as well in in the previous episode of the Backseat View podcast. And um, it... Her response to this is, I see a lot of people painting fake-ass narratives and making up stories and all this other whack-ass shit. But I also see a lot of people that have been, like, being very supportive and sending prayers. And I just really appreciate that. So she didn't necessarily confirm or deny the the narrative of Tory Lanez. And I don't know if she said that directly in response to the Tory Lanez uh you know, narrative or that, 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 you know, pretty much everybody who's paying attention to this situation has touched on. So, uh, I, I definitely didn't make any, so here, here she, she got pretty upset, uh, that some commentators were joking about the shooting. She said, I ain't never seen so many grown ass motherfucking men chime in on some shit that wasn't their motherfucking business in their first motherfucking place. Oh, motherfuck. Now, um, I definitely touched on this because it, it was in the attention. I don't believe I joked about it. She's definitely not referring to me. I have no attention whatsoever in, in, in the media or whatever. So, so I know she's not referring to me, but I hope that what I did wouldn't have upset her um, just from me touching on it if she had been aware of me touching on it. I really, when, when I produce this show, I really try my best to just give my perspective without really offending anybody unnecessarily, all right? So I, if I'm talking about a certain person, uh, I wouldn't want that person to watch this recording and feel that that I did them wrong in some way because that's not really my intention I'm just kind of trying to find out what's going on here in the world and and you know get as good of a story put mentally in my head uh, as I can so that's really all I'm trying to do out here um that's that's really it that's all I got uh for today uh here look there, there was another thing here that i saw trending earlier oh no wow so twitter wants to be annoying 
I know the shortcut, bitch. All right, here we go. So Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas are officially parents. I just saw this right before starting the show, and I kind of wanted to give it attention. So Sophie Turner, Sansa Stark from Game of Thrones, and Joe Jonas, Shane Gray from Camp Rock, the Disney Channel movie. Uh, they, they've officially crossed universes, and they have had their first child together, a baby girl named Willa. Now... You know, to be honest with you, I didn't even know these that they were together. Actually, I think I think I did at some point, and I would I think it was like one of those things where where I I hear about it and I'm like, oh shit, Sansa Stark is dating Shane Gray from Camp Rock, uh, and then I just kind of move on with my life. So that that's a uh, that's nice to see that their relationship is going places and they're starting a new chapter in their life. So congratulations to them. Uh, hope they they uh they're doing well now uh thank you so much for making it to the end please remember there's a special guest for the next episode of the backseat view episode 20 i'm looking forward to having my guest here having a nice long conversation about uh stuff and them uh make sure you follow my socials they're going to be linked down in the description uh like subscribe Rate five stars on on whatever platforms. Tell your friends if you think they're interested or they'd be interested. Have a great rest of your day. Stay hydrated. Get those eight hours of sleep, goddammit. I know you motherfuckers be lacking on those eight hours of sleep, goddammit. <sighs> Episode 19 of the Backseat View. Thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate anybody watching this. Anybody who's made it to this point. <laughs>